Hello and welcome to another episode in our APW podcast series, which looks at UK residential property from an investor's perspective. With me today are the APW property experts, Stuart and Callum Williamson. APW advises expats and others from all over the world and connects them with UK properties, helping over 2,000 people secure over £186 million worth of property. So, hello, Stuart. Good afternoon, Paul. And hello, Callum. Hi, Paul. And uh, because we're an international organisation at the moment, of course, it's morning here and afternoon where you are, but that shows our reach around the globe. I'm Paul Shearer, an independent writer and journalist who's been working in real estate in various guises for over 15 years. In today's episode, we thought we'd, if you tuned in to listen to the Market Mosey, uh, well, we've changed that. We thought we'd honour Her Majesty's extraordinary achievement of over 70 years on the throne as Queen by having a light-hearted look at property near the royal family's many residences. I asked Stuart and Callum to have a look at what's on the market and try and get as close as possible to being neighbours with the royal family. I personally picked an apartment in a modern block in Windsor. It's it's pricey. It's an apartment. It's four beds. It's £1.25 million. It's an unusual look to it. It's like a kind of turquoise cube sitting on a brick plinth on the ground floor. I think it might have a copper coating on it because that's the colour copper goes when it's exposed to the atmosphere Uh, but it's about the location it's the third floor penthouse apartment it's got two balconies one overlooks the river and the other has views of windsor castle maybe with a pair of binoculars you might just be able to catch a royal patrolling the ramparts but it struck me that you've got not one but two usps if that's possible perhaps it should be a tsp so two selling points rather than a unique selling point It's very much lock up and leave, but I think it certainly satisfies the estate agent's mantra, location, location and location. What do you think about that one, guys? Well, I was looking at myself some properties and um, I I quite fancy Frogmore Cottage because um, it's a bit of a uh, conversation point at the moment because I believe that Megan um, is moving back into it and she's kicked out the um, previous residence, who's Eugenie and her husband, and, and a great hardship have gone to... Portugal to live in a £3.6 million property down there. So I looked at Frogmore Cottage, trying to work out how much it would cost. Apparently the renovations alone last year cost £2.4 million. So I would estimate it would be into the 30 to 40 millions. So that would be my choice of Windsor property to buy. Would you go and <laughs> negotiate hard and, and offer a low price and try and then sort of mean that they're paying for the renovations and you're, you're getting the bargain? I think I would, I would focus on the fact that the neighbours are shortly going to be going down market because um, when Charles moves in as the head, then it won't nearly be, be as nice to have him as a neighbour and Camilla as it is with the Queen. But, but I mean, you'd obviously, you'd get your decision in principle in place first, obviously, before you go in and make your low ball offer. Make sure you've got everything in place, right? Well, of course. I mean, naturally, you'd have to have a dip, otherwise you wouldn't get anywhere, which most of our listeners should learn. Keep the tenancy in place? I mean, they pay... Yeah, they're long-term tenants. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they can be trusted, can they? I mean, they're like fly-by nights, these well, worlds nowadays. Well-to-do, good family. My thoughts on your property, Paul, very nice to look at and very, very good location, I think, about 50 metres to the train station. Why are you buying it? You know, is it somewhere you'd live, somewhere you could try and real watch from, or are we buying it for investment purposes? So um, I picked one out that I thought would be pure investment which is just around the corner from yours so perhaps we can compare them okay so what's your pick so, 
So it's on Eaton High Street, just a bit further up the road from uh, the one you've picked. Uh, and it's £500,000 for a three-bed terrace, which I thought, looking at the average for the area, is you know 1.25 plus for a similar sort of property. So it got me thinking, well, the yield, the return would be much better on that. But what's the catch? Obviously, I mean, 500000 quid, 50% of what the others are going at. It's sandwiched in between two pubs. So right. that could, could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on... Noisy neighbours. Yeah, it's uh, but it's a good it's a good looking property. You know, it's a terrace house, five hundred thousand pounds, three beds, so the yield will be much better. It's close to the train station, so I think from an investment perspective, something like that might be quite quite good. Sandwich between two pubs. Would you go for the Airbnb kind of stag party idea, or would that not give you the rental yield? Yeah, I thought perhaps um, you know a, a holiday let or you know parents of of the students perhaps coming over may may want to use it when they're trying to experience the the local area or whatever it may be but um yeah i think uh i think perhaps something like that okay well just uh, i i've been sent a press release by uh, mccarthy stone who uh retirement property experts they did a calculation of all the different royal family residences and their estimation of Windsor Castle is £580 million worth of property there. So you're in a very good neighbourhood, certainly in Windsor. What about um, Sandringham, Callum? Did you find anything there? Uh, from a, a place-to-live perspective, not necessarily investment, uh, Snettisham property, it's a uh, three cottages all next to each uh-huh. other, and you buy, the, you buy the three cottages together, a bit of a renovation job, and looking at the average cottage price, you know, there's potential to add a bit of value there and then rent them out on an individual basis or, again, potential holiday lets. But, uh, yeah, £600,000 for three cottages in a row. Okay, and so if you bought those, uh, would you join them together or would you keep them as three cottages? Or I mean, obviously, you'd need a viewing to decide that kind of thing, but uh, those are the possibilities, aren't they? For sure, yeah, and, again, it depends. It, it all depends on what your goals are, right? You know, so um, I was looking at it, well, you know, if I'm coming at it from an investment perspective, again, you could probably turn it into three cottages, which might be a good idea. But just down the road, 12 minutes away is Kings Lynn. And a bit further, you've got Downham Market, you know, which are both sort of Cambridge commuter locations. So if you moved slightly further away from from there, you could get something that's a bit more com- commutable into sort of bigger employment uh, locations. I mean, if you look at um, Sandringham, as Callum rightly says, Downham Market is only 24 minutes away by travel. And Downham Market is a, a location we're working with a lot as it is a commuter location to Cambridge. And it's part of the sort of ripple effect, the fact that Cambridge is now the most expensive city in the UK to buy property in. The ripple effect is people are moving further and further out to commute into Cambridge. So it's not that long before people will be commuting from Sandringham, which could be quite good for the royal family if they do have very, very intelligent royals <laughs> who want to go to Cambridge University. Well, some of them have, of course, in the past. And we're going to be looking at Cambridge in uh, three weeks' time. That's our City Watch pick for this month. So uh, do look out for that podcast. Uh, what about um, Balmoral, Stuart? What, uh, did you find anything there? Well, I was quite surprised how cheap it was, to be fair. Um, you can pick up small castles in Scotland starting at 600,000. Uh, around Balmoral, I'd find some cheaper than that. But it must have been a mistake on my searching because I can't imagine you can get a, a Scottish castle for, for just over three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. I don't know. Did you find anything like that, Callum? 
Uh, not a not a castle, but I mean, it's. Uh, I found a for five hundred five hundred seventy five thousand. It's a a five bedroom, two bathroom, uh, old mill, and it's got the the water mill feature still on the side of the building from when it was op- an operational mill. So um, quite a nice property, and I guess something that would be a bit of an Airbnb. But aside from that, I'm not really sure why you would want to be there unless you know you enjoy being out in, in the Scottish uh, Highlands. I've always enjoyed the prospect of water mills uh, because you, if you can get them uh, working again, you can generate your own electricity. You could use, you could install a nice, nice electricity generating turbine, and then uh, that would solve your cost of living crisis. And of course, Scottish castles are devils to heat. But uh, if we'd been having this conversation six to nine months ago, uh, well, there was a neighbouring estate next to Balmoral, uh, which was described in the standard as a vast uh, Scottish estate neighbouring Balmoral has been listed for sale for the first time in more than 500 years for £23 million. Spanning 11,500 acres in the heart of the Cairngorms National Park, the estate was leased by the royal family until the 1960s, when the Baron of Abergeldy, George Gordon, and his wife Gillian assumed occupancy, moving into Abergeldy Castle on the River Dee. The couple managed the entire estate themselves until John's death late last year, and now Gillian plans to find a new custodian for the lands and the 34 buildings which are included in the sale. The castle is not included in the sale, however, as Gillian plans to continue living there, keeping some land around it for privacy. So 23 million and 11,500 acres of Scotland. Do you think that's a bargain? I think it certainly sounds very nice. I mean, I found the place I saw in Killin. £725,000, 17-bed um, lodge wow. as well as castle, with its own waterfront and slipway. But it's only got eight acres, so not a huge amount. But that'd be fantastic. Be a wonderful place I to guess live. the do you, if you were to buy some of the, the lands of these estates, my question would be, do you get the title that goes with it? Can I just interject a second? Um, Paul, you, you might not know this, but actually we do have a, a – is it a duke – on the podcast with uh, us. A lord or a laird. A lord or a laird on the podcast with us. I do believe Callum has officially got that title. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can You're put the... just a... Okay, what are you the laird of then? A square foot in Scotland? Yeah, that, that's right. A square foot, it's it's become quite popular now, I guess, another way to for the, the landowners to earn an income of all these acres they've got as they're selling square foot of land. And obviously with that, you get a, a title deed and you can change your name by deed poll to be Lord um, Lord Williamson of, I forget where it is. I mean, I really should know, but um, yeah, it's, it's true. Yes, you're obviously a very poor absentee landlord. If you don't even know where it is. That's it. Well, they sent me the, uh, the Google coordinates of it and it's, uh, yeah, it's just... A green field somewhere, you know. But uh... okay, well, finally we've got Buckingham Palace. Um, so we just thought we'd nip into central London for a bit. I couldn't find anything similar in the area, uh, but it is hard to find a property with seven hundred and seventy-five rooms these days. Uh, that includes the fifty-two royal and guest bedrooms, one hundred and eighty-eight staff bedrooms, seventy-eight bathrooms, nineteen state rooms, uh, and it also comes with a thirty-nine-acre garden. How much is that worth, do we think? Two and a half billion pounds. Oh, no, it's not really. It's got to be more than that. 250 million yeah. at least. Two and, two and a half billion. And that's, you could turn that into office blocks, you know, apartments, two up, two down. It'd be great. That's, uh, I think the, um, there was a, the building 
next door or very close, I think it was the old war office perhaps, was sold recently to a an Indian family that are turning it into a hotel, I think. And that was sold for, I don't want to pull the figure out, out, of, out of thin air because I can't remember, but it was a massive amount of money. So if that's anything to go on, then Buckingham Palace would be yeah, billions and billions, I would guess. Well, the old war office is actually on Whitehall. Um, so it's just down the road, down the Mall, uh, which was obviously the centre of the Platinum Jubilee celebrations, or as my daughter has been calling it, the Platy Jubes. Um, <laughs> so to get a valuation, I found a property in Belgravia, which is just round the corner. Uh, that's on the market at the moment. Uh, it's just a terraced house, uh, five floors, 20 bedrooms, And if you include the Muse house, uh, it's got 30,000 square feet of that kind of Belgravia creamy stucco that's on on the outside. Um, And that's yours for 125 million. Uh, So that gives you a pounds per square foot value of 6,250 pounds per square foot. And so Buckingham Palace is 828,821 square feet. Uh, We get 5.18 billion pounds worth of property uh, at Buckingham Palace. Uh, McCarthy Stone, uh, they valued it at uh, £1.3 billion. Estimated cost to rent Buckingham Palace per calendar month, this is, was £2.5 million a month. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, and there was also Rill and Prestatin and Abigaili Journal. Uh, they put an article out on the worth of royal palaces. They said the Queen's main residence was first built in 1706 for John Sheffield, who would later become the Duke of Buckingham at the cost of £7,000. Adjusted for inflation, this equates to an estimated contemporary sum of £1.8 million. Uh, today, Buckingham Palace is, is estimated to have a market value of, they say, £3.7 billion. And make that makes a price increase of two hundred and seven thousand six hundred and ninety three percent. So, uh, how do you think of that as an investment, uh, there, guys? Well, as I said, it would be at least two and a half billion, because you know the very much the fact you could develop the land and turn it into um, something quite extraordinary. I mean, they're talking about the Duchy of Cornwall. He is currently trying to develop a bit of land that is the same size as the garden that he has around his house and they're going to put 3,700 homes on it uh, near Faversham. So it's the same sort of thing. In so you do that to the back garden, you'd 3,700 in the back garden there and you'd forget the garden parties. Well, there's a shortage of property in the UK. We're not building enough houses. It's a perfect opportunity for the government to put their money where their mouths are. Okay. Well, there's one opinion. There's, uh, where, where, where do you sit on the monarchy then, uh, Stuart? Pro against? I think it's great. I think um, I'm very proud of Lord Callum Williamson of Blair Adam. Now I have found the name. <laughs> That's it. Lord Callum Williamson of Blair Adam. Okay. So I'm okay, very he's proud. just my, my official title from now on, guys, if that's okay. 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 So, no, I think well, it's a great, a great thing to have. And I think it'll be a terribly sad day when the poor old Queen passes away. But um, it's good for the country and long may it continue. Yes, for now we celebrate Her Majesty's 70 years on the throne. Well, thanks for that, a light-hearted look, as we say. Uh, Next week we'll be doing our regular monthly market mooch and looking at what happened in May. Until then, it's goodbye from Stuart. Cheerio. Goodbye from Callum. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, Paul Shearer. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, 
Keep Sturm. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcasts.